Welcome to Insightful Essence, a place to reconnect with our superpowers and better manage difficult life circumstances and challenges. We will not only understand multiple sources of distress, but also learn ways to work through difficulties in life. My name is Rosalind Perez, and I am a licensed clinical social worker at your disposal. Welcome back to another episode of Insightful Essence. I am so excited to be here and talk to all of you about codependency. Um, this is something that I see very often in my practice with clients on a daily basis and how much can be present in their relationships. However, how little awareness they can have around these type of behaviors. So before I continue to talk about behaviors and codependency, I want to make a I want to make sure that I take the time to make a differentiation between codependency and dependency. So what's the difference between these two? Because people often confuse these two terms. And to make sure that we don't get any confusion throughout the episode, dependency is when Another person relies on uh, on a person or an object or a thing to complete or to accomplish something in particular. For example, as a mom, my child is dependent on me to go to school, to have a place, to, a roof over their heads, to get food. That is dependency, right? So if that is dependency, then what is codependency? Codependency, it's more so a feeling of a person wanting to be needed. Having the idea that if I, I want to be needed by another person to help them in any way. Something very important for me to say is that this more often is very subconscious. We are not aware of these behaviors because if we were aware, then we, I'm pretty sure that people may not want to uh, act or engage in behaviors that may fall under codependency. However, what it's rooted in codependency, it's pretty much that idea, is, is a need to be needed. And you see this in people that wanted to go up and beyond to help others in their lives the needy people in their lives because they get some gratification after they see that because of their help, someone else is doing better. So in a sense, it causes or creates a false idea or conception that because of them, they have somehow control over other people's behaviors. Because if they chime in or they help, then the other person can do better. So this is very important to understand this concept. And I'm going to provide for this particular episode several examples because I want to make sure that anyone who's listening really get a better understanding and grasp the concepts of codependency to create awareness. But before we jump to the examples, I want to make sure that I say something very important. Every person, I'm going to provide examples, but every person can have or engage in behaviors that may fall in codependency, including myself, absolutely everyone. And that does not mean that there's something wrong with you. That does not mean that at all. Why? Because guess what? 
as I have said in previous sessions and, and, and with to my clients and also in the episodes, we are social creatures. And we are biologically wired to care for other people and for to want them to do better. However, the difference is that the more that we engage the accumulation of codependent like behaviors in our lives, it causes a, a false sense that somehow we have control over other people's emotions and behaviors. And it is up to us to save or to help other people in order for them to do better. So what will be important for us to notice and to look is how often, how frequent am I engaging in behaviors that may fall in codependency? Because if I provide a list of, let's say, 20 examples of what may uh, potentially be classified as a behavior uh, that can look like codependency. If I regularly engage from out of, from those 20, if I engage in five, um, six, seven, then that may not necessarily be something or a problem or an issue in my life. However, if out of those 20, I engage in 19, and I'm just using this hypothetical number. This is not a scientific number based on research. I'm just using it to provide an example. Um, and going back to that example, if out of 20 behaviors, I am engaging in 20 codependent-like behaviors, guess what? That it's something that requires our awareness, that it's something that we want to make sure that we pay attention to. And a good way to start getting more aware around our tendencies or behaviors will be in paying attention. How are relationships in our lives? Are there any particular characteristics or traits in the interactions that I have with people in my life? Am I constantly feeling tired? Am I, do I find myself criticizing or evaluating every single word or action that I did or said when after I interacted with someone? Am I constantly evaluating and kind of like going over the movie in my head after I talked or interact with someone and, and it looks something like, was it, was it okay what I said? Um, should I have done something different? If we do that, or for example, if I take a lot of time to make sure that I use the right words or that I am um, spending a lot of energy in others. These are just a couple of examples of what can codependent-like behaviors look like. And it is only through that awareness that we can make differences, we can make choices. And if we find ourselves engaging almost in every interaction with people, having difficulty, for example, saying no to others. If that's something that it's very hard, then we want to make sure that we take a step back and we look how often do we have a struggle with saying no, with setting boundaries. Because you know what's going to happen? And here's the thing. Here's the, the important, crucial message about not doing anything around codependent behaviors is that it takes your identity away. Because the more that you say 
no to yourself in order for you to put others before you, guess what? You're going to feel lost because you're, you're, you're neglecting who you are. So it interferes with your identity. And this can be very hard for people. I have had a lot of experiences where I question whether if I communicate something that bothers me just out of fear of someone else getting mad or perhaps like not talking to me. And and this was very frequent and common in my life. And it was through awareness after working with people doing the work that I do that I was able to get better at identifying, hey, I, I am holding back in something that is very important to me. And I don't want to say no to this person because what will that person think of me? And guess what? If we do that, then we are setting the type of relationships that we're having with people in that way. Because let's say if I go to a friend and I ask this friend for $10, hey, please, can I have $10? And my friend goes like, yeah, sure. And every time that I go to this friend, I ask them for money. And every time my friend says yes, how would I know if that person is okay if they don't say anything to me? So boundaries are for ourselves. Because if I continue to have this interaction with my friend and my friend is having a difficult time saying no, but I continue to have, how would I know on this end? And let's reverse the role for a moment. What if I am the person given $10 every time that I see this person that it's coming and ask me for money and I never say no, I don't have money or I, I just can't give you more money. Guess what? It is going to set a precedent and a way of interacting with this person. So what will be a good technique using this example on how to approach? We have to start with ourselves. We have to make sure that we know that it's something that is important for me to speak up, but also to address what it's holding me back. Is it a fear of losing this friendship? Is it a fear of this person being getting upset at me because I'm saying no and setting a boundary? Or is it a fear of other people thinking in a different way that I want them to think of me? This person is not helping me. You name it. Because I can keep going on and on and on. So we have to make peace with that conversation with ourselves first. And a good way to challenge it will be, for example, what's the worst thing that could happen? If I say no and I set this boundary, what's the worst thing that could happen? This person can stop talking to me or they can understand and stop asking me money and they stick around. And this is the crucial thing about setting boundaries. If someone gets upset at you because you set a boundary and they walk away from your life, then that was the only glue in the relationship, holding that relationship together, what this person could get from you. However, if I say no and set a boundary, even if at the beginning a person becomes like, whoa, okay, where is that coming from? Or I don't like it, but I can respect it and I stick around in your life. Guess what? You are playing a huge role in setting 
the boundaries and how your relationships and your interactions are going to be shaped, which is an amazing thing. That's why people that engage in codependent behaviors pretty often in their lives have a lot of people around them needing them because they're setting that precedent for their relationships. I, in a way, subconsciously, I am attracting people that need me because it's continuing to form that identity of myself and it's going to shape how I interact with other people. So I always try to approach this subject with a lot of sensitivity and respect because many of these processes They happen subconsciously and we're not aware. But if we don't talk about it, if we don't make awareness, if we don't speak up and make this known, guess what? We're going to continue to fall in the same patterns. We're going to end up feeling tired. We're going to end up feeling disconnected from ourselves because the only glue in our relationships and the only thing that are keeping us together in relationships is how much I can do for that person, how much I can neglect, forget about myself, and do for someone else? And this is a question that we have to ask for ourselves. What are the type of relationships that I want in my life? Do I want a relationship? Because I'm talking relationships, but it's not only an intimate one. It can be friendships. It can be co-workers. And that's the question that we have to ask over and over. What kind of relationships do I want in my life? Do I want relationships rooted in people asking me, and not necessarily intentionally, or it could be intentionally, but do I want relationships rooted in me changing or shifting and acting differently with every person just to satisfy their need to accommodate them and not to make them feel uncomfortable? Am I the person that I'm always just making sure that everybody feels okay at the expense of my mental health? Is that the type of relationships that I want in my life? If the question, if the answer is no, guess what? It's very possible. I'm here to tell you that it's very possible to break out of those patterns. However, I have to say that it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but not impossible. And that's all I need. If I know that it's not impossible, that's all I need. That's all I need to know that there is a way out of this. And the typical way that I approach this with my clients is to find a safe sh- a safe way to challenge yourself. Because, for example, an extreme way of codependent behaviors can be... Um, to be involved in a relationship that it's so unhealthy that domestic violence occurs. That is an example of one extreme type of codependent behaviors because I've seen clients where they share with me, but this person, they they, they had so many difficulties growing up and they don't have anyone in their lives to help them out. So can you see how the connection of I am needed And that's why I'm here in this relationship, regardless of this person being abusive to me, physically, emotionally, 
verbally, sexually even. So a safe way, going back to the example, what will be a safe way to start working if we're in that extreme situation? What will be a safe way? We don't have to start necessarily by saying and setting boundaries. Of course, we definitely want to do that. But assess yourself. Where are you? And if you feel that you want to build confidence in yourself, because that's the thing, codependent behaviors will take your confidence and your identity away and your trust. So we want to find smaller opportunities that we can start working and challenging ourselves. By perhaps, let's say that if I go, and this is just as a hypothetical example, if I go to a fast food and I ask for an order and they give me the order wrong and perhaps I'm in my car already, a lot of times people say, you know what, that's okay, I'm just going to let it go. There's nothing wrong if you do that. But if you know that you have a tendency to fall in codependent behaviors, that can be an amazing way for you to challenge yourself. I'm going to go back. And I'm going to request for my order to be given to me correctly. But you want to do that without awareness. You want to say before that, I am going to use this as an opportunity to challenge myself and work around this behavior to build confidence, to build self-confidence. So that is just an example of how we can start engaging in or start working with any behaviors that we can see, hey, this is an opportunity. I am choosing to say no. I am um, I am backing away and or I am just not speaking up. Work around that. Something that I want to quickly go back to what I said for as for my example of domestic violence, no one has the right ever, regardless of what we do, no one has the right to be abusive to you. And a lot of times that is the extreme of codependent relationships because we truly believe that we are needed for change in another person's life. But guess what? We never, we don't have the control over anyone, no one's emotions, behaviors, We will never accomplish that. We do have the great power of influence, but guess what? Influence is not the same as control because I can influence another person or not. Or a person can see my lifestyle, my way of living, and they can say, wait, you know what? I like that. So let me just go ahead and try. But that person has to give you permission to be influenced. So influence is not the same as control. We don't have any way of controlling anyone else's emotions, feelings, behaviors, thoughts, but ourselves. And that's why it's so important to really grasp them to understand that the only thing and the only control that we will ever have is for ourselves. So it will be our responsibility our responsibility to make change in our lives. I hope that this information is helpful. I hope that this can be beneficial if you are the person that may be going through 
extreme codependent behaviors, or if you know someone else that can benefit from this information, please let them know. Please share this episode with them. Share this information in order for them to seek out help and to reach out. And if you have any questions around this topic, please feel free to reach back. Let me know your thoughts around this. Let me know if you have yourself ever experienced similar behaviors in your life that have led to you resent or feel bad with decisions that you made around relationships. I hope that this is helpful. For more information, please connect to my Facebook page, Insightful Essence. Leave me a message and I can wait to get connected with you in our next episode. Have a good one and thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.